0: i'm rebecca hi i'm sarah and i'm Allie, and you're listening to desk chair detectives okay let's talk about everybody we hate
1: <laughs> we're having we're having we all had a rough work day today so we might be extra angry for caitlin yes i am choosing violence today <laughs> shout out to our one of our three fans, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, okay, Rebecca, take it away.
0: I am really excited to talk about this because this story is the story that messes with my head the most in terms of all of the true crime stories that I've heard. So the circumstances of this case are just so bizarre that it just literally makes my head explode. Like it, it's, it's, it's just very weird. So it's a cold case. And, you know, like when a case is cold, a lot of people have different theories about like what could have happened or whatever. But for this one, I genuinely have zero idea besides the victim just decided to like walk away from their life. But like, yeah, even then there was like no stressor or sign that pointed to why this person would do that. Um, And I'm not the only person that thinks this. It's, it's pretty popular. I feel like a lot of people have talked about it over the years. Um, So here we go. We are going to talk about the 2013 Mysterious Disappearance of Bryce Lesbieta. Yes! Ooh. Okay,
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Stop it. This one, I don't know why, but there's something about this one that I love so much.
0: I I, it's it's like, like, so creepy. I know. If if you could have like a favorite, like <laughs> yeah. this a favorite, but like this is just like the best one I to talk about, I think, because it's just so strange.
1: I'm adding it to the list of <laughs> answers. I'm excited to get once I die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what <laughs> happened to Bryce? Where is Bryce?
0: Sarah, did you have a feeling this was it?
1: Had no clue. <laughs> None at all, right. all.
0: I don't know. I've definitely heard it, but I I like a refresher. Yeah. Well, hold on your hats, ladies. Let me get a hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Bryce was a 19-year-old college student, originally from Illinois, but his family had recently relocated to California. Bryce's parents, Karen and Michael, decided to move the family to Laguna Niguel in Orange County, California, which is just south of Los Angeles, for their retirement. But this move also coincided with Bryce's graduation from high school in 2012, so it worked pretty nicely that he just went from high school to California with his parents. Um, so Bryce was an only child and he was pretty easygoing. He was also really artistic and a great student. So you guys will like this. Before college, he already had a portfolio of his work and he wanted to pursue his art in college. Aww. And he decided to major in graphic and industrial design. If I could give him one piece of advice. <laughs> How <laughs> <did>. <laughs> so, um, since Bryce's family moved across the country to California, he chose to attend Sierra College, which is a school in Northern California. Um, but despite like being in the same state, the school was really far from his parents' house. It was an eight-hour drive. Oh, that's crazy! Um, but I mean, he was still excited to be in the same state of his parents, and you know, like start this new life for himself.
1: Can I just say something? I can edit this out, but something that always boggles my mind, like being born and raised in New Jersey, I don't like realize how massive other states are. Like eight hours, I could drive like up and down New Jersey twice. (laughs) Like (laughs) probably more than twice. Or like if I'm going (laughs) sideways, oh yeah, eight eight times, eight times. Yeah,
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's crazy. Well, California is pretty massive. So,
1: anyways, geography, man. I'm bad at geography. Me <laughs> too.
0: So um, Bryce's first year at college was pretty great for him. He did really well in all of his classes. He made a lot of friends and got particularly close to a guy he met there named Sean. And he even started dating a girl there named Kim. And you know he just had like a great time his freshman year. So that summer he went home to his parents' home and spent time with them there. And he also attended summer classes at a community college, so he could stay on top of his schoolwork and get the credits that he needed so he could graduate early. Oh, angel. When summer ended, it was time, obviously, for Bryce to go back to school for his sophomore year. So in mid-August of 2013, he packed up his stuff and headed out on the 425-mile drive back to Sierra College. No, thank you. So he was back at school for about two weeks until classes started up again on august 26th and he called his mom actually right after his first class of the new semester which was a web design class for a fun oh my fact. god i <sighs> no. hated that class. <laughs> i'm triggering you guys yeah. oh so PTSD. bad um so on this phone call with his mom His mom, Karen, remembers that his tone was super eager and really excited to get the school year going again. He was back with his friends and his girlfriend, and she said nothing was really out of the ordinary when she talked to him. However, Bryce's behavior was soon about to take a pretty dramatic turn. So according to Bryce's friends at school, he was the same old Bryce up until classes started. So for those first two weeks, he was great and normal. But after that, they started to notice some changes in Bryce. His girlfriend, Kim, and best friend, Sean, saw Bryce acting depressed, erratic, and pretty withdrawn. He started to drink alcohol really heavily, and it was an everyday habit. Kim and Sean even said that he would drink two-fifths every weekend, which is the equivalent to two whole bottles of liquor. Oh, okay. I was like, you can't do math with me. I'm going to need an <laughs> equivalent. <laughs> I got you. See, I put thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. Um, Bryce also started taking Vivance every day, which is an ADHD drug similar to Adderall, and the effects of those drugs are like depression and mania, also psychosis. So to mix that with alcohol, it could definitely explain his um, sudden changes in behavior. But the biggest question that everybody had for Bryce was why, like why was he drinking so heavily? Why was he taking drugs? Like especially when he was really normal until classes started, like what was the thing that made him feel like he had to resort to those things and then like have those behaviors? Um, But no one knew. He didn't tell anybody anything. So that was just like a huge question mark for everyone. So when his friends actually questioned him about his behavior, Bryce was mainly dismissive, saying that he was just in college and he wanted to have a good time. He told Kim that he was taking Vivance to stay up to play video games, but nothing more than that. What? And Kim was really worried about him, but she didn't want to keep pressing him. So she just kind of left it at that and didn't continue to push. So... Here's where Bryce's behavior got even more strange. On August 27th, Kim received a text from Bryce saying that he was breaking up with her and he told her, quote, she'd be better off without him. Mm, Not a good sign. Yeah, concerning. Also on the 27th, Bryce sent Sean a text that said, quote, I love you, bro. Seriously. You're the best person I've ever met. You saved my soul. and that same day, Bryce also gave Sean his Xbox and a pair of diamond earrings that his mom gave him. Yeah, that's not good. So the next day on the 28th, Bryce's mom got a phone call from Sean and he kind of let her know what was going on and that he was worried about Bryce and he was kind of like just filling her in on all the changes that he was noticing about him. Um, That same day, Kim was one, like still worried about Bryce and two, confused and really upset that he broke up with her like so abruptly. So that day she convinced Bryce to come over to her apartment so they could talk. And during Bryce's visit, he told her that he didn't change his mind about wanting to break up with her. And she asked like why and he just didn't give any explanation for why he just didn't want to be with her anymore. Um, so during this conversation, Kim said Bryce started exhibiting like concerning behaviors. So she took away his keys and kind of encouraged him to like take a nap or relax before he went back home because she was afraid that he was drunk or high and just kind of wanted him to sleep it off before he made the drive home. And this resulted in like a pretty heated argument between the two of them. So... During this argument, Bryce actually called his mom, Karen, and he told her that he just wanted to go home and Kim was refusing to let him because she had taken his keys. So he did this because he wanted to convince his mom to convince Karen to give him his keys back. Yeah. So Kim and Karen actually talked on the phone for a little while and ultimately Kim ended up giving Bryce his keys back after Karen had talked to her. So karen told bryce to just go home and go to bed and to just sleep it off and figure this out in the morning
1: and she thought kim the girlfriend thought that bryce was like drunk or on drugs or something when he came over yeah did his mom say anything like when he talked on the phone
0: no his mom just told her to give him the keys back and that um he needed to just like go home because i think That, like, the argument was getting, like, super heated, and I don't think they wanted to do anything they would regret. Yeah. Yeah. So also during that phone call, Karen offered to fly to Bryce in the morning to check in on him, but he told her that he would call her again in the morning, and then they would decide what to do. Um, During this phone call, he also mentioned that he had a lot to talk to her about, but didn't mention anything more than that. And so then Bryce left Kim's apartment, and when he left, it was 11.30 p.m. on August 28th. So if you thought all of that was super weird, it's about to get weirder. Oh, I'm ready. So at 1 a.m. on August 29th, just a couple hours after he got off the phone with his mom, Bryce called his mom again, but she didn't answer. When Karen woke up in the morning, she had a missed call from Bryce and an automated message from their insurance company. She listened to the message from the insurance company, and they said that roadside assistance was requested earlier that morning for one of their cars on their insurance policy. So Karen and her husband, Michael, figured that Bryce broke down on the way back to his apartment from Kim's, so... Karen called Bryce to see, like, what the issue was with his car, just to try to figure this out. So she didn't get an an answer when she called Bryce. So she decided to call his roommate, instead hoping that he would have an answer. Um, When Karen called Bryce's roommate, he confirmed that Bryce never came home from Kim's the night before. Were they looking for him at all, or? Who? His roommate? His roommate? No, he didn't know that he was even probably meant to come he, home. Yeah. yeah, he
1: probably thought he was like staying at the girl's house. Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so he was just like, no, he's not here. I don't know where he is. He didn't come home last night. So Karen and Michael obviously got super worried because they couldn't get in touch with Bryce. So they actually contacted the insurance company and asked for the name of the garage that responded to Bryce's like roadside request. When they got that information, they called the shop to ask about like what was going on with Bryce's situation with his car and then they they discovered through that call that around 9 a.m Bryce called for help from Buttonwillow California which was a town 350 miles south of Kim's apartment
1: so he made it pretty far
0: yeah so like remember the call that Karen missed at 1 a.m like phone records later revealed that he was calling her south of rockland which is where his college was located so bryce decided to drive home that night back to his parents house not to his house yeah he wasn't talking about his dorm room home he was talking about his home home yeah and at that point karen was like what the heck like she thought he was driving home to his apartment at college but he just decided to drive through the night to his parents house and you said this call came through at 9 a.m that morning that's when he got um, roadside assistance at 9 a.m oh okay okay but then the insurance what time did the insurance call like I guess earlier that same early that same morning well so the he got help at 9 a.m so the insurance called after that to say hey this is what happened like here's like probably your receipt the number whatever yeah so he called
1: he called earlier that morning yeah so he had called his mom like the
0: or like 1 a.m probably telling her that she he was coming home I would imagine
1: right. so, um,
0: we don't know what, what Bryce was going to tell his mom yeah so um, Karen talked to an employee at the shop that responded to the roadside request and found out that a man named Christian helped Bryce earlier because his tank was out of gas so Christian brought Bryce three gallons of gas that was what the car problem was so it wasn't like broken down or anything he just ran out of gas gotcha since karen and michael still couldn't reach bryce christian the guy that helped him earlier that day told them he would go back to the area where he found bryce to look for him so so this happened about three hours earlier so christian wasn't really that confident that he would find bryce when he drove around
1: yeah like you're going back to you give him gas keep driving yeah, like, you
0: know. and, yeah. and this town button willow was only about three hours from his parents house so he thought he would be long gone at the yeah. point but to christian's surprise he found bryce in the exact same spot where he left him three hours
1: earlier it gives me chills imagine like what oh just like
0: Like, what were you, what was he thinking about? Yeah. For three hours.
1: He He was just sitting
0: in his car, like not on his phone. He was just sitting, sitting there. So when Christian found Bryce, he immediately called his mom to let her know. And Christian gave his phone to Bryce so he could talk to his mom on the phone. So Karen asked him why he was so far away from school, why he decided to drive all through the night but he didn't have an answer he just didn't say anything he was very like withdrawn at this point point. and even though he didn't give karen any information she said that he didn't sound intoxicated or under the influence of anything he was just kind of being sketchy and not giving her answers yeah um Karen said that she wanted to continue to question him, but since he was only three hours away from their house, um, she t- told Bryce just to come home and that they would talk about it when he got home. Um, before hanging up, she told him to get a full tank of gas so she w- so he wouldn't run out of gas again and to get right on Interstate 5 because it was a straight shot to their house from Buttonwillow so at that that's i was you just know. gonna say i love the button name willow. of it button, button willow. willow so cute i feel like fairies live there christian from button willow <laughs> uh, no that's where uh bryce just ended up being sketchy uh. <laughs> zoning out yeah i don't know like that just like blows my mind like i don't know what he was doing right like i could get him he was sleeping yeah like nodding off like because he drove all through the night he did drive all through the night so that's a good point maybe he was taking a little nap I don't know but he didn't tell anybody like where he was he wasn't picking up the phone he was when his mom was even asking him about it he was giving her nothing that's just so weird the only logical conclusion is that he was abducted by aliens yeah something (laughs) happened to him I mean fair that's a fair (laughs) announcement it's like this whole case like blows my mind every time i hear it (laughs) it's it's so strange (laughs) but okay so then after that phone call christian left to go back to work and left bryce in his car in that spot so karen and michael expected to see bryce home around 3 p.m because all of this happened around noon so three hours later they were expecting bryce home When 3.30 came around and Bryce still didn't come home, they started to worry, but then they were like, maybe he was just stuck in some traffic. So they were just trying to take deep breaths and just hope that he was running late. But as time passed, they were like, maybe he got into a car accident. Like, we don't know. So when he still didn't come home after some time, they decided to call the police to report him missing. So the first thing that police did when they got this phone call was to ping his cell phone. And when they pinged his cell phone, they discovered that Bryce was still in Buttonwillow. So at this point, (laughs) Bryce
1: had been in Buttonwillow for 10 hours. That is so creepy to me. Like clearly he's going through something, right? Whether it be like, just like he's upset or having like a mental health crisis
0: or like he's hallucinating on whatever drugs and alcohol he
1: was combining To just be sitting there for in the same spot for 10 hours it's so terrifying to think about
0: I just like it I I don't know I don't have any words it's so creepy it's (laughs) so strange like there's no explanation this is why this case just like messes me up in the head because nobody has answers yeah (laughs) oh okay so when police found him they started asking him questions obviously and police found out from bryce that he did fill up his gas tank like his mom asked him to but obviously he did not get on interstate five he just kind of parked next to it didn't get on it so The police did note that Bryce was really cooperative, seemed normal, and he was actually like super polite to the officers when they were questioning him. And Bryce kind of gave the explanation that he just wanted to blow off some steam before he made the drive home to his parents' house. The police even conducted sobriety tests on Bryce, which he passed easily, and he also told police to search his car because he had nothing to hide. And the police did search his car. They didn't find anything. They found no drugs, alcohol, weapons, like nothing of that nature. Oh, it's so scary. Which is also like weirder. Because like if he was high or drunk or hallucinating or whatever, like there would be evidence Evidence, of that in the car. So if he wasn't on anything, what was he doing for 10 hours? He was going through some type of mental health crisis. Yeah. Yeah. poor poor kid I know it's just old is he at this point like 20 he's 19 Mm -hmm. 19 so um the police told Bryce before he drove home to call his mom to let him know that he was okay and when they told him this the police noticed that Bryce looked pretty hesitant to call his mom even though the police told him how worried she was about him Um, So one of the police actually called Karen himself and told her that they located Bryce. He passed all the sobriety tests and he appeared to be just fine. Um, So Karen told Bryce to get something to eat and then get on the road to come home. And he agreed. And then the police left for him to go on his merry way home. Okay. (laughs) A couple hours later, Christian Our homie from the garage. I can't. I can't. Just decided to drive around the area again where he found Bryce earlier in the day. Shockingly, Christian saw Bryce in the same spot that police had talked to him three hours earlier. And it was just a short ways away from where Christian originally found him earlier that morning. So, for context at this point, 13 plus hours in Buttonwillow. I was going to say like almost a day. (laughs) Yeah. Like, ah, this this, is just nuts. So when Christian found Bryce again, he called Karen and Michael to tell them that Bryce was still in Buttonwillow. And again, they told Bryce come home. So at this point, Bryce has got to be realizing that he has no more time to waste and he like really needs to get home because people are really concerned. So Christian actually followed Bryce for a little while. He made sure that Bryce got on interstate five and he followed him for 10 miles to make sure that he was on his way home and that wow. he was okay. That's the Christian thing to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I what you did there. But um. <laughs> But seriously so, bless this man yeah. for like doing all of this like it's really right? not his job at all and he's just being a yeah a christian man oh, a Christ- oh good christian watch
1: he's Jewish.
0: <laughs> if you are i'm so sorry I <laughs> not mean to assume your religion <laughs> okay so around 2 a.m on august 30th bryce called his mom again to tell her that he was too tired to continue the drive home. So he was pulling over to get some sleep. So this was a few hours after Christian was following him. He pulled over to get some sleep. Karen thought this was a good decision because he had not, he he drove all through the night the night before, and I'm sure he was exhausted. So she did tell him to get some rest and that she would see him first thing in the morning when he got home. Little did his parents know that that would be the last time that they would hear from Bryce. (sighs) I know. So the next morning, later that day on August 30th, Michael and Karen woke up to a California highway patrolman at their front door. No. The highway patrolman told Bryce's parents that his car had been found crashed near Castiac Lake. The car rushed off of a 25-foot embankment by this lake and then crashed on the road when it landed. But the strangest thing, Bryce wasn't in the car and he was nowhere to be found. Now, mm-hmm. aliens. <laughs> aliens, aliens. aliens. <laughs> now, if, if you thought it's not weird yet, Now I'm going to tell you about the early morning hours of August 30th before Bryce's car was found after Christian stopped following him. It hurts. (laughs) Honestly, like this is amazing that they have this information because there was camera footage that like caught all of this. So imagine if there wasn't camera footage, like there would be even more like what the heck. So Minutes after Bryce called his mom at 2 a.m. to tell her that he was pulling over, camera footage caught Bryce's car going up a hill towards a recreation area near that lake where his car was found. Then two hours later, footage caught his car again going up the hill. So,
1: like circled around.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So he didn't go back down the same way. If he did, he must've gotten out some other way and then went back up again. So an hour after that, like an hour after the second time he went up that Hill, his car was found smashed without brace. So within like an hour, he crashed his car and then vanished. I didn't realize it was like that soon after That's crazy. So he went up two hours passed. He went up again. An hour later, they found his car and he was nowhere to be seen. Wow. So when they found Bryce's car, it was on its side and the back window was completely shattered. However, the glass had been broken from the inside. <gasps> yes, which it, that's just like another thing. That's like, why? What? So inside the car, they found some of Bryce's belongings, like his laptop and his phone And then down the road a little further from the car, they found Bryce's wallet and a duffel bag with his clothes. The duffel bag was opened, like someone had been through it and like took out a couple things. So based on the damages to the car, the police realized quickly that the crash wasn't an accident. Bryce or whoever it was driving Bryce's car Sped the car off that embankment, foot on the accelerator, no braking. Wow. Police also found very minimal amounts of blood in the car. There was only a tiny bit on the driver's seat, and there were also no signs that Bryce struggled to get away. So he got, if he got, if he was in the car at this point, like who knows? He got out of the car without like any issues. There was no struggle. So the police conducted an extensive search for Bryce after his car was found because he was clearly not at the scene. They did ground searches, aerial, water, and they even used dogs to track his scent. They also brought in expert divers to check the coves in that lake, but they found nothing. The investigation found that there was no foul play involved in Bryce's disappearance. When police talked to Bryce's friends and family, they concluded that Bryce's mental health was just not in a good place. Along with his strange behavior, abruptly breaking up with his girlfriend, the fact that he'd given away his Xbox and diamond earrings to Sean, and his abuse of drugs and alcohol, the police thought that Bryce was suicidal. So the police actually think that Bryce died soon after his car accident and disappearance uh to this day there's been no sightings of Bryce anywhere they didn't they've found nothing um but Bryce's physical appearance is also very distinct like he had red hair yeah. he was super pale like super tall and muscular and his story also got a lot of public attention so it makes sense that people think he passed away because there has been there have been no sightings of him and they haven't found his body or
1: anything like that. Right. Yeah, he's like ultimate ginger, like Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like he's tall, fire engine red hair, super he, pale. Yeah, yeah. A lot like throat. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So, samples of Bryce's DNA including his dental records and fingerprints are registered with the National Missing Persons Database. In terms of Bryce's family, They still have hope that he's alive somewhere and just doesn't want to be found. Bryce's family has a Facebook page called Find Bryce Les Pisa that's dedicated to his search. So that's that's the end of the story. As bad (laughs) as that is, it's like, that's it. He just vanishes. And there's so many possibilities to what could have happened to him. So I want to know. What do you guys think happened to Bryce? I have
1: theories. All right, you go first. What you got? Well, I looked up Kim's last name. I want to know where she was. If someone was in that trunk. I would like to know Sean's sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. I want to know what he was going to tell his mom. Mm -hmm. Yep. I also, so i have read about this one before did you see anything about a truck stop
0: yeah that's what i was gonna say wasn't
1: there like a truck stop nearby no that's where he that's where he got gas okay so i had seen i had read something where like did he go back to the truck stop and like get, get a ride or something. like yeah i don't know i think he's clearly going through a mental health crisis mm-hmm. yeah
0: without a doubt like that's 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 a given.
1: And either ended his life or put himself in a unsafe position by like getting in a stranger's car, or walking into the woods, whatever. And I think yeah, I think he's dead.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I definitely agree. I don't even if he survived a little while after that, I think whatever happened to him, like there's personally, I just feel like there's no way that after however many years, nobody has seen him or heard from him. So like, you know, if he did get to a truck stop and like got on a truck with the wrong person and ended up being taken into like, you know, I don't know. Like, I just don't
1: yeah. Like it's aliens or or yeah okay it's suicide aliens or like uh someone took him to take his like organs. imprisoned him yeah like yeah. or
0: he's in in imprisoned or something. I kind of am curious to know more and like I don't I don't know Rebecca if you saw this when you were reading or if Sarah you remember I really don't but what his home life was like. His home life his home life was really he was really close to his parents like he was he was good with them. But to that extent, it's like you heard how much Karen was calling yeah. and and also like while he was getting into a fight with his girlfriend, he called his mom to help. Yeah. So that's the type of relationship we're looking at. So I don't want to assume anything, but like he could have been suffocated. Maybe he felt suffocated. Like, I don't know. But yeah, I did. I did like remember from back when I first started looking at about- this up like there was some people saying they thought he could have been gay and maybe yeah he was terrified of coming out and that combined with like his drinking and the pills and stuff like to deal with it I don't know I just yeah yeah, like nobody knows what event or circumstance triggered his mental break but whatever that was holds the answer to everything. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. what? whatever it was. But I don't know. Didn't like, keep in- a
1: diary. Like, there's nothing. There like, was back in dorm. Right. Like, nobody,
0: like, I don't know. Nobody knows anything. Like, his best friend has no idea. Or, like, if he had an experience with someone. Yeah. And that triggered it. That person doesn't know anything. It's At crazy. This point, like, it, it was 2013. So, like, mental health wasn't that, like, like now it's talked about and people like therapy is good. Like people are like not celebrating, but like they, they want to get better. Like they they know that it's an illness or whatever. And yeah. I feel like at this time, it wasn't as talked about as it is now. So like whatever it was, I fully believe no one knew yeah. like what his issue was. Yeah. Like, yeah. like no, like not his friends, like not his girlfriend, nobody was covering up. Like,
1: I just think he- was battling his college kid who's yeah. drinking too much. Yeah. I would love to, there was Facebook in 2013. Yeah. So I want to go through his Facebook messenger messages. Yeah. I want to see text messages, who he was talking to, which yeah. I'm sure they probably did. And obviously there was like nothing in it, but
0: but like regardless of what that trigger was the the two circumstances like was he suicidal or was there foul play involved after he walked away from the car accident right like those two things still don't make sense to me because for the suicidal thing if he killed himself someone would have found his body like where did he go you know what i mean like they were searching for him like he was suicidal So it's like, if you kill yourself, like you can't hide your body. So like, where I genuinely think he, he walked away from the car accident. And if he didn't pursue that route afterwards, like I think he could have still tried to do that afterwards, or he came in contact with the the wrong people. But then again, if he came in contact with like the wrong people, this dude, he was six two super muscular you know what i mean so like unless he got shot like point blank and then they but also his body at this point if he did get taken by people he was suicidal so that's what they're saying you know like oh he's yeah. suicidal like if he did get taken by people like would he really put up a fight you don't really know you know what i mean i don't know yeah. you don't know what goes through his mind but like i don't know like would he want to go out that way like there's just right. so many questions you can ask yeah. about like and at that point he had been like sleep, hundred percent sleep deprived, have not sleep. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah, things could have, he could have been like out of his mind. Like I know when I do not get the correct amount of sleep and I get like, I remember once I got one hour of sleep and I felt physically ill. Yeah. So like, you don't really know, like you, I could easily get taken advantage of, you yeah, know, when that's, you're, that's a good point supposedly, but like he also could have been sleeping that whole time in that cute little child yeah. <laughs> what was he doing in button willow yeah what, like he he wasn't just I mean he could have we don't know was he just sitting there like staring off into space like contemplating what he wanted to do right like did he take a nap like we have no idea did you say his, his phone was dead no so that's the other thing too like I wanted like was he caught call- like was he talking to anybody at all like I know he wasn't answering his family's calls but like yeah, I know they I don't know. they pulled the phone records, clearly, because they found that he was, like, when he called his mom the night that he left, right. it, the it pinged, like, an hour south. So they obviously pulled phone records, but I guess they didn't find anything worth mentioning.
1: So what I find odd, too, is that he, so he left school, right, was driving the night ran out of gas but like called for help for the gas right Mm -hmm. like he wanted to keep going but then he just like could not like he like physically could not go how
0: do you know how he was doing in school like did was he doing well was he failing was he like scared to tell his parents he was like failing out of school or something like Yeah, well, I mean, freshman year, the year before, he, like, killed it. He was really good. Then he went to community college. Like, he obviously cared about school and was doing well, but he went back to school, like, mid-August, and then there were two weeks before class started. And class started on the 26th. The 27th was when he, like, broke up with Kim and gave his shit away. So it wasn't enough time to really and he called his mom yeah the day before and he was like super excited about school something must have happened like over the summer yeah I don't know or like did something happen like during class like I don't know
1: that's so strange I'm on reddit now I know that's what <laughs> oh, I do like
0: because <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. like did his family like because that you said that was literally like two days after he left that he broke up with Kim right he he I don't know what date he left home to go back to college but he was at school for about two weeks before classes started because that's what like his parents said he was totally normal before he left mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: so weird it's
1: the sitting in the same spot for 13 hours I know that's what I mean That's like, what he, me was, out. he
0: was thinking hard about something that was upsetting him yeah and you made a really good point Sarah like he called for help when he ran out of gas like if if he really wanted to end his life at that point like why would he call for help so he could continue to drive yeah so maybe that was something that he was contemplating in the car
1: I would also be interested to know if like the lake that it was a lake right that he was at mm-hmm. like if he had been there before if he was familiar with the area was it like a winding road where like he was sleep deprived passed out didn't stop the car you know something like that mm-hmm. I thought I want to know who went through the duffel bag why the duffel bag and wallet
0: Did we fingerprint the duffel bag
1: yes was it like? Did the cops search the duffel bag when they were doing the sobriety test? Like, did, could he have had something in there? I don't know. We're That's gonna open point. up our
0: own private investigation.
1: We're gonna hire. Um, I forget what her name was from the Angela right. Samoda case. Yes, mm-hmm. that precious angel. And we're gonna go to, to the teacher axler house. Yes, sleepover. Then yes. we're gonna
0: go to the uh, the, what was it? Lake? What was the name of the lake? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it was okay. Button Willow, right? Yeah. Or no, it wasn't. Castiac Lake. Okay, yes. so then we're going to go to the lake and investigate, and then we're going to once we've solved that case, we're going to go to the Cecil Hotel and investigate Elisa Lamb.
1: And on our way home, we'll stop at the new Scott Peterson trial. Yes. yes. They <laughs> don't
0: call us desk chair detectives for nothing, no. guys. Yeah. No. We <laughs> take off shit this shit on the road. <laughs> we're quitting. This is our full-time job now. <laughs>
1: oh this one fires me up guys i know i just hope he's okay and happy
0: yeah and i hope that like if he's not whatever happened to him wasn't like drawn out and yeah he was miserable like he you know what i mean like i hope wherever he is now on earth or elsewhere he is happy and content
1: in space with the aliens if he
0: is on mars Send me a ship. (laughs) He was taken by aliens. That's the only logical. I mean, think about it. He sat in the same spot for like 24 hours. (laughs) Yes. That's the part that's super creepy. This
1: was the first episode of crime junkie that i think i listened yes to. this
0: is what i oh, really obsessed with the case was and this that episode yeah. i was like i started getting very emotional because i listened to it at yeah. work and it was like one of my first weeks and i was like oh my god this so, this was a great crime junkie episode yes so plug for crime junkie yes, even though you have junkie. millions and millions of listeners <laughs> they, they did a really good job on this episode
1: good job good job Woo! that was really sad i hope they find Bryce.
0: Me too. Let us know what you guys think about yeah. Bryce.
1: What happened to him? Comment on something. <laughs>
0: or most of our listeners we talk to every day or
1: yeah. work with. So
0: you can also just text us or Slack us.
1: <laughs> Mom, text me and tell me what you think happened to Bryce.
0: <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay,
1: bye. Bye. <laughs>